Oh, yes, you will. Don't go away now. As we've already mentioned, it's National Science Week, and uh, it's the week where we showcase the great work that's being done in the world of science. And when it comes to medical research in particular, well, we uh, we hit it out of the ballpark here in South Australia, don't we? My next guest is one of those heavy hitters. Dr Adrian Elliott joins us in the studio. Good day, Adrian. Good day. Thanks How for are you? Me. Uh, listen, thanks for coming in. Um, you specialise in heart health. I do. Heart health with the difference, though. Do you want to explain what you're actually looking at at the moment? You you work at Samri. I do. Yes, yeah. yeah. so I'm I'm at Samri, and uh, you know also with the University of Adelaide. And so what we are interested in is not only studying people who have existing forms of heart disease, particularly in our case arrhythmias and heart failure, but we're also mm. interested in the other end of the spectrum, uh, and that's the athlete who have you know pretty much quite a superior cardiac function but encounter some heart problems along the way uh, not infrequently so we're trying to study that and see if we can learn a lot more about that now it's amazing you say not infrequently because quite often we'll see the headline you know a footballer yep. goes down with a bad heart you know something happened to his heart or That's whatever right. or an elite athlete uh, it, it is actually quite common isn't it well it's sort of def- I guess it depends how much you define uh, is, is common, but it's it's something that does happen, yeah, um, yeah. and it happens in people who you would not expect it to happen. And, you know, that is young people with extremely good cardiovascular health, um, great cardiac function. They don't meet any of the worrying criteria yeah. that would normally predispose them to a heart problem, and yet we see that you know footballers have a sudden cardiac arrest mm-hmm. there are runners or marathon runners that die as they approach the finish line you know and there are athletes that then need heart procedures to fix some irregularity along the way do we know why or is that what your study is all about that is it that is something we are studying um so we know in some cases that an athlete or a young person may have a a genetic condition that yep. predisposes mm. them and if we look for that genetic condition then we find it and we and then often you may have to have the conversation to rule that person out of sport but there are also people who are free of any gene- known genetic problems and their hearts change in a way over time with it with a lot of exercise and later either in their careers or later in life they develop these these heart problems and we're trying to understand is it something to do with how the heart changes over time Mm -hmm. or is it that the very things that allow that person to participate at that level of sport also creates a slight risk for them uh, as they as they get older what's the most common thing that we're talking about is it arrhythmia it is arrhythmia so um which which is a so this could be uncommon it's a what is it an un uh, the heartbeat, isn't it? It is the yeah. heartbeat, and it's it, it can be either that the heart beats excessively fast, yeah. faster than it should be, or that it can become irregular. That's or you the word I was after. <laughs> yeah, and so and so this is probably and what the most common irregularity is a condition known as atrial fibrillation. This is an irregularity of the heartbeat at the top in the top chambers of the heart, um, and we see it quite frequently in the general population, particularly as as people get older and mm-hmm. as they develop more risk factors. But we estimate that it may be at least two two times more likely in an athlete versus a non-athlete if you match for all their other cardiovascular risk factors like their blood pressure and their weight, etc. That's quite high then, isn't it? It is quite high. Yeah. And, and, and 
one of the things we're learning uh, as we um, i'm sure we'll talk about the study but one of the things we're already learning at its early stages is we think that might even be an underestimate for some athletes so we are seeing a lot of former olympians even Mm -hmm. particularly uh rowers and cyclists and then when we we track these people we're able to look at all of those who have participated at the Australian level and internationally, we're actually seeing it's quite frequent. We're seeing at the moment it might be even as high as one in three wow. of those people. And, and, but we're, we're working to develop those numbers mm. more complex. And what are the symptoms? Uh, will I know it's happening to me? That's a, that's a great question because probably two out of three people that have this condition know it's happening. Um, and this is not just for athletes. We're talking generally for most people. So that is, you would get palpitations, perhaps. You mm-hmm. would feel sudden fatigue, sudden breathlessness. You may get some chest pain. Uh, maybe you get some odd symptoms. You start sweating more profusely and, and various things like this. But there are, is a population of individuals who don't get any symptoms. Mm-hmm. And so perhaps it could be that the athletes are monitoring their heart more. They have checks more. They may become they look at their heart rate a great deal when they're riding or running perhaps they spot these abnormalities that their heart rate goes to 200 beats per minute when it shouldn't be 200 beats in a minute so um you know these are the symptoms but it doesn't mean that if you don't have those symptoms that you don't have the condition um and do i need to get it treated straight away is it a serious Condition. It's it's absolutely serious mm. enough to be treatable, and and and, the, and I guess if you're going to look at it in one way, the the good thing about the condition, if you treat it well, then the the long term risks associated with the condition are are minimised significantly. So, people who have a, atrial fibrillation are more likely to have a stroke, more likely to develop heart failure, and typically their life expectancy is a little bit shorter. But if you manage those risks um, in those individuals, then you can minimise the, the the complications that come with it. Honestly, you know, there's no justice in the world, is there? I, I get myself <laughs> ragingly fit. I become a, an elite athlete, and uh, well, I can actually right. it could backfire on me. Exactly, but it doesn't <laughs> not fair. backfire because uh, you know this is just a, a, a little bit of a sting in the tail. But generally speaking. You know, we know that athletes live longer. Mm. They Mm. have lower rates of having a heart attack. Uh, They have less diabetes. They have fewer cardiovascular problems and other health issues. Um, So nonetheless, despite, you know, we know that Tour de France riders tend to live longer. So Mm. there's no long-term risk necessarily from being an athlete you'll do better but it is about looking for these little things along the way and not just assuming that because you're an athlete that your heart health is perfect mm. because it's mm. not necessarily Which, but most of us would uh, make That's that right. assumption wouldn't we it's interesting you mentioned earlier that uh, this happens to a lot of younger people who are you know football players or, or who are athletes um it is is that surprising it is. It is. because, And that's something we need to learn, is what is it in these young people that makes them get these arrhythmias or, or other cardiac problems? Is it because the stress of exercise, which, you know, if you take a, um, an elite marathon runner, they're running for, you know, running at 20 kilometres an hour for two hours or more. You know, a cyclist is riding at 50 kilometres per hour for many hours on mm. end. And the things that allow them to do that are essentially quite a a huge cardiovascular system, huge volumes of blood being pumped by the heart. So is it the adaptations that allow them to do that? 
when they're young that then lead to them getting these arrhythmias mm. and then perhaps mm. even we're interested in does the heart start to scar a little bit along the way as well so they're little things that we're trying to learn and this study will be the first large study that will that will enable so us how many people have you got in the study so this study is across in Australia, across South Australia and Victoria, Victoria yep. and so we've we've got uh, we're in the hundreds at the moment. Um, we're aiming over over time to get that closer to around about six to seven hundred in this first part of the study. But I guess we see this as a as a sort of a chapter in a bigger story, in that we want to actually learn more. I mean, Australia is such a big sporting nation that mm. we should know a lot about how our athletes' health changes over time. You know, not only just when they're performing but we shouldn't ignore them when they retire so we're looking at young athletes retiring athletes and retired athletes uh, and you know we want this to to develop into a bigger story so that we can really get a much better understanding not only of why they may get arrhythmias but but what changes with their heart health uh over all, all of those training years we're talking to dr adrian elliott uh, he's an exercise physio- physiology uh, researcher uh gentleman at samri he's uh, well and truly on top of things um what age, what's the younger age group we're talking about here? You're talking about younger uh, athletes. Yep. So we're taking, uh, we're interested in 16 year olds entering into okay. these elite programs. Um, now, it would be very interesting to study much earlier, but there are some difficulties mm. in getting access into, yeah. into that cohort. Mm. Um, you know, we don't want it to become too, you know, too much in the way of rigorous testing for young people who should be enjoying sport and mm. playing with their mates. Mm-hmm. And, so have you found many? 16 year olds 16 or 17 year olds actually having experiencing the arrhythmia uh that we have cases uh not so many in the necessary but in that age group we definitely have athletes we have uh, you know current professional athletes um who have not only been diagnosed with the arrhythmia but we're having to treat and offer procedures for um and we're learning a lot about those guys uh, as well um and so yeah we we certainly have a cohort there who may have arrhythmias maybe it's other things we're looking at maybe they have a slightly abnormal uh screening of the heart where we look on the, the electrical activity in the heart maybe mm. there are some other abnormalities maybe the structure of the heart looks a little bit different than what we might expect so we're... does it have a gender preference well that's that's something that we haven't studied well enough but at the moment um the literature is mostly male athletes so this again is something we're recruiting a lot of females but we do have females in our study that do have the arrhythmia and so i think that's this is a really important question mm-hmm. as to are there differences in how those uh, the the different genders arrive at this position of having an arrhythmia maybe there is no gender difference this is purely about the exercise mm. or the the natural history and that's what you'll uh, you'll be able to drill down on right. and, and uh, decide uh, dr adrian elliott is with us if you've got a question to ask him it's a fascinating uh, area of research isn't it what um uh, what qualifies me as uh, being an athlete who uh, you know can be part of this study yeah, the, uh, d- defining an athlete's yeah. tricky. Because, because it, <laughs> I'm not counting myself in this, Adrian, no, don't worry. But in some studies, you know, it's been people who just exercise for a few hours a week. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe they commute even and we um, label it as an athlete. Others have been more rigorous. So we, we've tried to be a little bit more rigorous just so that we can get a cutoff. And we've, we've included people who have been in national level programs um, for the athlete group. So people who are either entering that, retiring from elite or national level sport or have formally competed at that level 
But the equally important part of the study is also getting the, the matched control individuals. So these are people who are not necessarily athletes, mm -hmm. but they are equally as important in the study in being for us to be able to say, well, what is the difference between an athlete's heart and a non-athlete's heart? Because without both of those groups, we, we can't actually answer mm. the questions mm. we're You've got to, to have answer. a control group to compare That's them right. with. So uh, for the athletes, uh, so if I've represented the state in, in some sort of sport or whatever, yep. that's what you're looking for? Yes, that's right. From yep. the age of 16 so, up? Yeah, state level up or, or up. And, you know, we have a, we're lucky to have a lot of elite-level sports in South Australia. and We've mm -hmm. got a lot of athletes, former athletes, who have competed at the national level or for, the, for Australia in the Olympic Games, for example, that have been able to come in. And we know there are many more out there who might be interested so 16 through to have you got an upper quadrant for the so for the top age group yeah. for the retired group is up to 75 oh, okay good yeah. okay yeah. right yeah well it's going to be pretty uh it's a big study. Pretty, pretty pretty big study yeah. so you're after seven eight hundred people that's um right. yeah how do we get in contact if if that's so me contact us at samri or or uh me directly and we can put some links up that will enable people to do that um, and, and get in contact and there are uh, some questions we'd ask before mm. people come into the study uh, but the testing for this is all done either at Samri or at one of the university sites. And what, uh, what will it involve? What will I have to do? So there's a little bit involved in some testing so we're, we are looking in detail at people's hearts so we for example we'll have people have an mri of their heart um we have uh, ultrasounds we have them undergo some exercise testing we collect some blood for genetic analysis and then we one of the most important parts is actually putting a rhythm monitor on the heart where we can monitor whether that person develops any arrhythmias yep. particularly it's in sleep we don't know a lot, you know, people may not know of symptoms when they're awake, but they may have small episodes of arrhythmia whilst they're sleeping. The other thing we're interested in is, is we know the athlete's heart gets slow, but how slow is too slow? Mm, and yeah, so, yeah. you know, we're trying to answer that. And really, when we're looking at how slow a heart rate gets, we really need to look at it when you're sleeping and, and what it actually goes down to. All right, we'll come back with some more details. We'll drill down further on this. Uh, we're talking to our special guest, Dr Adrian Elliott uh, from Samri. He's doing a heart study. If you've got any questions or any queries, give us a call. Or if you want to volunteer, call now, 8223 0000. The voice of soccer in Australia is Simon Hill. Simon Hill joins the 5AA Sports Show each Tuesday to discuss the world game. In front of 50,000 parochial South Australians. Thanks to McGain Real Estate, one of SA's fastest growing real estate groups. Thanks to you, their clients. I'm with Crystal from Travel Associates and we've been talking about the amazing cruise office on right now. Crystal, tell us about river cruising. Jane, river cruising is such a fantastic way to travel. You unpack once, you get to pull right into the cities and the beautiful towns and explore. Right now on selected itineraries, you can fly business class from Wait For It $995 return. Wow, you've got my attention. Business class to Europe from 995 return. Call Travel Associates. Our experience counts. 13, 70, 71. This week's specials at Foodland. Frantel Springwater 600ml 24 pack, just 7.25. That's half price. Farmers Union Greek yogurt, 950 grams to one kilo, just 4.49. And Starburst or Skittles bags, 104 to 180 grams, a sweet deal, just $1.39. That's half price. Till August 14th, while stocks last. Great food lives here. So right now at All 
has to go. You'll save up to 50% off CLE, Sleephaven, Restopedic, Sleepmaker and Utopia mattresses along with all bedroom furniture. That's up to half price on CLE, Sleephaven, Restopedic, Sleepmaker and Utopia mattresses. And with seven iconic Dreamland stores, SA owned and all open seven days, the only place to go is Dreamland where it's all got to go. In Dreamland's once a year warehouse sale. Dreamland. When you want discount tires, At City Discount Tyres, we have a massive range of tyres, wheels, four-wheel drive lift kits and accessories. And right now, when you buy three Falcon ZE914 tyres, you get the fourth one for free. Only at City Discount Tyres. Check out the new catalogue at citydiscounttyres.com.au. Driven by value. Blackmores is Australia's number one vitamin brand. Have you ever wondered which vitamin works for me? For a limited time, National Pharmacies members save 50% off the entire range of Blackmores vitamins. Simply show your National Pharmacies card at any store for 50% off the entire Blackmores range. That's where wonder meets wisdom. Hurry, ends August 21 or while stocks last. Number one brand as defined by IRI Market Edge Vitamin and Dietary Supplement. Australia Grocery Pharmacy, estimated local demand sales, MAT 1103 2018. Ray White, big name in real estate. You know, sell more properties than anyone else. That kind of big. But what makes us big? Our personalities, like Angus Campbell. You'll find Angus in Woodside. Actually, you'll probably find him in his car, driving from one end of the hills to the other. No tie, four-wheel drive. RMs. That's Angus. If you're buying or selling, it's time to touch base with Angus. RayWhiteWoodside.com.au in Adelaide and across South Australia, this is Alan Hickey. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Caravan Repairs. Easy insurance repairs, fast. Ten minutes away from two. Great to have your company. We've got Dr Adrian Elliott with us, uh, who is running a very, very uh, uh, interesting um uh, research program through the SAMRI uh, organisation uh, here in Adelaide. It's all about your heart health and he wants a uh, well he wants about 700 people half of which have been or are elite athletes and the other half is a control group. We might have one for you on the line uh, right now uh, Adrian. Raylene has called from Modbury. Hi Raylene. Hello how are you? Good. Um, very interesting um, I've got m- my daughter um, she's 43 um, she has a lot, all these problems that, with her heart that um, the doctor's been talking about with, and she could just be sitting watching TV and all of a sudden her heartbeat is like 250 beats a minute and really pounding. Um, and then it can slow right down and go like a little bit low. So she's sort of all over the place with her heart rhythms. That, that's virtually what we're talking about, isn't it, Adrian? Yeah, that's right. You know, and there, there could be a number of reasons why this happens. I mean, the first thing is, is to, you know, get an immediate check on that and so that somebody can actually monitor because it's not only about how fast the heart rate goes but is how irregular it might be along the way. And that yeah. is important in the diagnosis. Yeah, she um, has it monitored okay. um, and she keeps getting told, oh, there's no, no problem with your heart. She's actually... Um, waiting today to have a heart monitor put on on today because when she's got the heart monitor on it shows those irregular moments but they say nothing to worry about 
Yeah, well, there's a little bit of variation in that. So that's in, that's that's quite a, an interesting outcome. I think if uh, it would be worth getting some second opinions on that to see if that can be managed uh, a lot easier. Um, there are vari- variations in the medications that can be used, procedures, or maybe even some some other therapies that might be appropriate to try and get on top of that. So, Adrian, given uh, Raylene's daughter is having this, would she be a candidate as be part of your study or...? Would that rule so, her out? In the absence of a training history, and if this is a suspected arrhythmia, then this would be difficult to mm. include there. In but the there control are, group. But even. having said that, I should say there are, you know, at SAMRI, this is not the only study in arrhythmias. Uh, and so we, are, we have a number of different studies that are recruiting people with different forms of arrhythmias and other forms of heart disease as well that people should, you know, feel welcome to have a look in and contact us about. Stay with us, Raylene. Uh, we'll give you the... Uh, the email address uh, to contact Samri in a tick. Uh, in the meantime, Craig is on the York Peninsula. G'day, Craig. Yeah, hello there, Alan. Um, very interesting subject, um, considering I've just been down this morning to the Samri building on North Terrace to uh, have a CT scan of my heart in preparation for a procedure uh, for a regular heartbeat. Oh, there you go. You're, you're, you're the number one candidate, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, well I, don't, well, I don't know I'm a candidate uh, for the particular procedure they're uh, looking at doing and, um, you know, in terms of uh, quality of life and all that sort mm. of thing. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a 50-year-old male, obviously. So you're not old, um, Craig. You're not an old bloke. Uh, no, just, I'm, just tell I'm us not what, old. What, what, what do you experience when, you, when, when this happens to you? Um, okay, well, I've been experiencing it for about three years, and uh, initially, well, the first noticeable thing for me was quite a, a, a dramatic event where I pretty much describe it that I, uh, I woke up a couple of times in the night with a, a, it almost felt like there'd been a fish put in my chest flapping around, mm. and um, yeah, it, it continued, and I basically couldn't get to sleep, and uh, luckily enough, for me in the morning, um, my daughter was actually home with us at the time and she had the heart rate up on, on her phone because I was desperate to get outside and do some projects I was working on. And uh, they suggested, Nate, let's just have a look at your heart rate on the phone. And when I was ticking along at about 140 or 150 beats a minute uh, first thing in the morning, I thought, yeah, well, that's probably not quite right. Yeah, it's so, a tad high, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, mm. we rang the, rang the local hospital and they said, yeah, I'll either call an ambulance or um, get straight up there. And it was, uh, in our, our case, it was quicker just to drive up. But, uh, yeah, then the, the effects afterwards have been that, you know, quite often I end up being hospitalised after an event until my heart rate can be put back to normal. Wow, is that, um, uh, that dramatic? So you're going yeah. to have a procedure now to correct it, yeah? Yeah, that's right. I'm having... Um, they call an ablation, um, which um, yeah, your guess there can no doubt explain better than I can. But, uh, yeah, that basically it'll be in the goal of getting me off of medications um, eventually and um, yeah, just living a, a normal, normal, healthy lifestyle for as long as possible. That's that great, Craig. There's no guarantees with it, but uh, it's certainly worth an effort. Uh, interesting point Craig makes there, in yeah. bed, asleep, or not asleep, but necessarily asleep, but in bed, it happens quite often uh, when when you least expect it. Yes, it does. Uh, possible. There's some reason. So first of all, we should probably say that it, you know, if anybody, if you're age 50 or above, your lifetime risk of getting atrial fibrillation, which is probably the most common arrhythmia, is about 40. percent So this is a oh, significant okay. po- mm. group of individuals here. 
The risk factors are, are the regular ones, such as your blood pressure and being overweight, but also there are some sleep-based parameters. So, for example, if you have sleep apnea, and of course, if you get sleep apnea, this is where you, your breathing's disturbed mm. during your sleep, that can trigger an arrhythmia oh, event. Okay. So this might explain what the feelings, but also the fact that the heart rate slows down overnight. Mm. Uh, this can also make it a little bit more prone to developing arrhythmias at that time. Good luck uh, with that, Craig. Thanks for calling, mate. Uh, great to see that you're uh, going to be on the men pretty soon. Bob's at Hope Valley. Hi, Bob. G'day, hi, mate. Yeah, good. You've got a question for Adrian. Yeah, look, I've had AS for about um, 30 years and I've got a plain footy. So I don't know if uh, I'd be a good candidate for what you've got. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is a, a story that, that you know. The more you speak to people, the more you find out that, that you know we we've seen not only are they uh, are there runners and rowers who have AF, but they're we've seen people from uh, football players to to football umpires who are running a lot, doing a lot of exercise, um, and that. You know, by all other standards, should be extremely healthy, but nonetheless have been given a diagnosis of atrial fibrillation, and and we really need to understand more about that. So anybody who has you know been in that position where they think they've exercised to a quite a high degree mm-hmm. or to a high volume and and have come out the other end with with a diagnosis of an arrhythmia should should feel free to get in contact. There you with go, us. Bob. You just found yourself a new pastime, mate. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. thanks. That's no problem. Good on you. Thanks for calling, mate. Um, now, if you want to contact. Uh, the uh, the team at uh, Samri. The best way to do it is uh, a simple email address is hello at samri.com and uh, the the team will be on the lookout for any uh, emails headed in that direction. Hello at Samri and of course Samri is H, uh, S-A-H-M-R-I. It stands for, help me out here, the South Australian Health and Medical Research Institute. Yes, did I get that right? That's the one. I did. Well done, well done. Um, So, yeah, just uh, drop an email to to hello at Samri. Now, we should also stress you still need um, people who uh, have not necessarily been athletes, uh, just uh, normal people like me. I was going to say you and me, but you are not normal, obviously. Are you you an athlete? Are you... Uh, I've, I I like to run. I enjoy cycling. <laughs> I wouldn't call myself an athlete. But okay, would you be in the control group or I'd would you be in the... I probably wouldn't park myself in the control group. <laughs> control yeah. group. Welcome aboard. Yeah. Welcome to that side of it. Um, how long is it going to go for? This is obviously going so, to be a pretty pretty thorough one. So this this is... We were fortunate to receive some funding from the National Health and Medical Research Council two years ago. And, and so the initial design of the study was five years. But as I said earlier, we see this as a... As a a small section of a very large study that we want to follow uh, and we want to follow athletes non-athletes uh you know for the maybe the next two to three decades where we can learn oh, okay so yeah. if you imagine the 16 year old that we recruit now yeah. mm. if we can follow those people through their career as they retire and as they enter back into you know non-athlete life mm. then that's a situation where we will find out the most about what endurance exercise or competitive sports does to the heart. Fantastic. Well, listen, all the best with it. Uh, that uh, email address again is hello at samri.com. Just register interest there, your interest there, and uh, let the team know and they'll be in touch. All the best with it. Thank you. Sing out Thank if you. you need a volunteer. Do. I'll be in the control group, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> all right, stay with us after the break. Uh, Dr.